0: Everybody's Talking With tea, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on.
1: Hello, my friends. I'm back again with a show that has the flow to keep you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm always excited to host another edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. You're tuned in to the 185th show of Talking With Tea. It's December 10th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, actress Raven-Symoné, late actor Michael Clark Duncan, and actress Nia Peoples. On this date in history, in 1964, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. received the Nobel Peace Prize, and on this date in 1984, Bishop Desmond Tutu also received the Nobel Peace Prize. On this date in 1967, Otis Redding's life was cut far too short as he died in a plane crash. Today on the national calendar is Dewey Decimal System Day. Dewey Decimal System Day is observed annually on December 10th. December 10th, 1851 is the birthday of Melville Dewey, inventor of the Dewey Decimal System of Library Classification. It is also National Human Rights Day. This date honors United Nations General Assembly's December 10, 1948 adoption and proclamation of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The first global enunciation of human rights and one of the early major achievements of the new United Nations. This day on the national calendar is also recognized as National Nobel Prize Day. The theme this month is life is a gift we will highlight life lessons and life inspirations. Choose to live your best life. Be intentional about appreciating the gift of life and the gift of being present. A Dalai Lama quote says, there are two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, do, and mostly live. Let me jump right into some happy highlights. Tyler Perry hit the news in a good way this past week when it was reported that he covered all of the layaways at two Atlanta Walmarts at a cost of over $400,000. Following his example, Kid Rock pays off 350 layaways at a Nashville Walmart store. Another happy highlight is that several stars from the movie Black Panther joined together to award $1.8 million in college scholarships to aspiring females in Los Angeles. They stated that if we want to live in a world that looks more like Wakanda, the first step is you invest in women and girls. While we are in the midst of highlighting good people doing good things, the Philadelphia Eagles used their social justice funds to bail nine people out of jail. This happened the Wednesday before Thanksgiving so that those nine people could spend Thanksgiving out of jail. They were also connected with resources to help them get back on their feet. Researchers at Princeton have found that black defendants are subjected to higher bail from both black and white judges and that cash bail system punishes poverty. Keep it where it's said. I'll be right back after we hear the latest from one of my favorite comedians, Eddie B. Comedy, on what teachers
0: really want to say to bad acting students in school. Good morning. Now back away from my car, please. I'm not required to act like I like you into the bell ring. I'm sick of everything that got anything to do with this school. I ought to just sit right here and call a sub and leave. If you have been, you know it. Shut your mouth. Boy, shut up before you talk to me. Or you gonna ever do your work. You are doing everything but your work. You take your watch off because apparently you got too much time on your hands already. Don't make me change on you. I be nice, but you can call me Acrobat because I'm about to flip the switch on all y'all. The emptiest wagon make the most noise. Go look at my sink. That's where you'll find your grades because they going down the drain quick. I feel like my car done got repossessed because my drive is gone. You headed down the path of punishment. Feel like I'm playing cards with one hand. I can't deal. A hard head make a soft butt. I hope you got buns of steel. You the ambassador of bad. A misunderstanding is about to take place. One they come before destruction. Y'all are some of the best or the worst kids I ever taught. Turn the Michael Jackson off. You better beat it. This is gonna be a thriller when I start acting like a smooth criminal. I'm dangerous. I'm thoroughly convinced that you are my test. Okay. It's gonna be like a restaurant and they brought you what you didn't order. Cause you got another thing coming.
1: Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Michigan officially legalizes marijuana for recreational use. Devontae Friedman, the teenager who visited Baltimore City Council last year to promote anti-violence initiatives, was shot and killed this past Saturday. This is a tragic end of such a promising life. I encourage you to read more about this young man and his efforts through the link to the story on www.talkingwitht.com. Michigan's chief medical executive will stand trial on involuntary manslaughter and other charges in a criminal investigation over the Flint water crisis. Now listen here, y'all. Be careful. The CDC has revealed that HIV rates in Atlanta have now been classified as an epidemic, comparing the rate of HIV spreading to that of a third world country. The report also states that southern states constitute about 52 percent of all new HIV diagnoses in the United States. Former Miss Kentucky, Ramsey Carpenter, who is now a teacher at Andrew Jackson Middle School outside of Charleston, Virginia, has been arrested and charged with sending nude photos of herself to a 15-year-old student. The boy's parents found the photos on his phone and reported her to the police. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while with Professor Jay and P.I. Pam as we review Trending News.
2: For me, fits me perfectly So I offer you worship I ran from you constantly From everything Yet you still gave me purpose So I cry out for oh, my love is always. Lord God, you're so worthy Lord God, you are everything I need to survive I become fearless Whenever your presence resides I usher your spirit, Lord. Yes, I enjoy your company. So, with my worries in tow, I will always know Give you need to comfort me. So, I cry, Spirit, Spirit, fall down on me. When you have for me, fits me perfectly. So, I offer you worship. I remember you constantly you still gave me purpose, purpose. So purpose. I cry out My my is voice Lord God, you're so worthy Lord, Lord, God, God, you Lord God, you are everything I need to survive Lord God, you are everything I need to survive Lord God, you are everything I need to survive Lord God, you are everything
3: to all right, listeners, uh, once again, I'd like to welcome to the show our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as well as the know it all, Professor Jay, as we review trending news. So, we're going to start off talking about the horrific outcome of the story involving Centauria Brown who was trafficked pretty much as a child sex slave. When she was 16, she was charged with killing a 43-year-old Nashville real estate agent who had solicited sex from her. Many have been in her corner, including many celebrities who have come to her defense, considering her really as the victim. She had always said that she was afraid that Johnny Allen, who was the guy who had picked her up for sex, was going to kill her, after driving her to his house and showing her his gun collection. He appeared to reach under the bed, and she thought he was going to kill her, so she shot him in the back of the head. Now, prosecutors had claimed that she was actually intending to rob him, which is why she killed him. Keep in mind now, she was 16 years old. She had been forced into prostitution. She was regularly raped, choked, beaten, and drugged, according to different articles that I read. But the Tennessee Supreme Court dismissed her lawsuit as well as several appeals and upheld the fact that she has to spend at least 51 years in prison. And I'm not sure this fits well with me. You know, it reminds me of women or not just women, let's just say anybody who's been abused and then they turn and attack their abuser, often in self-defense, but then they end up getting a harsh sentence or a harsh consequence for pretty much taking up for themselves.
4: Right. And like you said, 51 years is an awfully long time for a an incident that seemed to be to most of us an instance of self-defense. Right. And you think about the fact that she was a victim of sex trafficking and forced into prostitution, so she did what she had to do in order to
3: survive. Right. Right. And that's taken away from the fact that he was a 43-year-old pedophile. Why was he mm-hmm. even picking up a 16-year-old? Regardless, I mean, I hate that anyone lost their life, but he picked up a 16-year-old. And then when she was picked up, it seemed like they played her because they knew she wasn't in her right mind. You know, they told her that we're going to give you a deal if you'll confess to this, and then they turned the tables on her, even after getting the mental evaluation. They still took back what they said they were going to do for her. So she's, And you know, sometimes when you're that age and they, you know, assign you a public defender, you know, sometimes they don't work the best for you. Right. I'm just curious to know where her parents are, where her relatives are. Have they come forward and said anything? Because she has to have somebody out there that's kin to her. Anybody. You know, in all the stories I've read, I don't recall ever seeing mention of a relative i don't I, just, I don't remember that but let's go back to her being 16 and pam i think you had stated before when we were talking about this story that's a child a child right? right. And yeah
0: and, and
3: so they her, it was a 16 year old woman like right like, no and if she's been drugged and abused, I mean, you already don't have full mental capacity as a child to think through things as adults would. But top of that with the abuse she suffered, and I still tend to believe she was a victim. I do I think definitely. we all believe that. Yeah, so this is unfortunate, and I, I don't know. I'm going to still hope that something else happens for her uh, to spend that many years in prison, just, uh, we're going to move on to funny man, Kevin Hart, who originally was supposed to host the Oscars. And y'all have to correct me if I'm wrong, but to my understanding, he decided that he would back down from hosting the Oscars after some backlash about some tweets he had made close to 10 years ago. Uh In these tweets, I guess it made people consider him homophobic. And apparently the Academy asked him to apologize, Or they would find another host. And he basically said, go on then. Because he had previously apologized and said he would not contribute to feeding the Internet trolls and apologize again. So, you know, there are different takes on this. But my thing is, first of all, 10 years ago is almost a decade away. And all of us can think about how we mature over a decade, a whole 10 years. If you're the same person you were 10 years ago, you hadn't been living your life. You hadn't been learning. You hadn't been through things. You you stagnant. So I would hope that nobody's in the same place that they were 10 years ago. But who had time and why were they digging up tweets from back then? Well,
4: I, you know, I guess you could say the Internet is forever.
3: Yeah, we know. Yeah, that's true. So, so once yeah. you put it out there, you I mean, you become vulnerable to, I guess, people going back and reviewing anything. But why were they after him? He's done many things over the past 10 years. Why did it come up now? That's it looks like question. they want him to, uh, to do it anyways. And then his boy, Nick Cannon, he said, if he's going down, everybody go down because he rounded up some tweets himself. From uh, Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, Chelsea Handler, they all have said the practically the same exact thing. And he was like, "Have y'all took their shows from them? Have y'all told them to step down from hosting?" Which they haven't. It seems to be a double standard here, if you ask me. I'm just I'm yeah. more concerned about the overly grown Twitter trolls that find up signed this stuff from all these years ago. Well, you know, that's a lesson, I guess. If you're in the public eye, people are going to be critical, and you got to pick your battles. But I tell you what, you know, my thing is there are bigger battles to fight than what he said about his own kids and his preference for that. And then comedians really aren't known to be politically correct. I don't know many comedians who haven't said things that at least somebody would consider offensive. That's just the nature of it. So, what I do like is that he had a choice. You know, that he didn't have to bow down or do something that he wasn't comfortable with just to keep a gig. He's sitting pretty good. How many uh, Twitter followers they said he had? Uh, He had a lot more than anybody. Right, anybody who's ever hosted the Oscars. So, they thought, you know, he would bring a bigger audience with them, which he probably would have. But, uh You know he's done some other things more recent than ten years ago. If they really wanted to talk about something, but again, I think this boils down to haters. Yeah, it's haters, and you. And if you think about, if technology was out when we was in our twenties or teens, like the young man, um, Kyler Murray, he won the Heisman Trophy yesterday. Okay. He played for Oklahoma. They found some tweets when he was fourteen and fifteen years old about him saying something about uh, homosexuals or something. But just think, like I said, just think of technology that we when we were 14 or 15. You can say anything. I have I have had four 14- and 15-year-olds at a time. I was 14 or 15. Just think of a lot of crazy things we said at 14 and 15. And the things that we theory. thought because your mind is still being shaped. Right. And just you just are influenced me. by thoughts. But at the end of the day, they're still your thoughts. Now, unfortunately, some people don't know not to tweet and share their thoughts, but it shouldn't ruin you for the rest of your life. It shouldn't keep you from opportunities, especially when you do it when you're young. But I'm going to go back to the fact that we should all be seeking to grow and mature all the time. You know, we talk about, Jay, of course, in the world of education, we talk about being lifelong learners. Right. We end up in a different place and a different space as we mature. The things I thought ten years ago, I may not think that way now, and I should have that right. Yeah, that's that's true. Ooh. You need to worry about uh, their president who tweets his thoughts now. He's a grown he's, he's, <laughs> now, uh, he, right? He's a he's a whole grown man supposedly. Worry about that? And I'm gonna need y'all to dig. It. I've been trying to keep up with all this stuff with Trump and this hush money and the impeachment. Pending impeachment hearings, but you can't put a sitting president on trial and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to get into it this week because I don't have all the details. Listen, uh, let, let's 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 have a show without the great Cheeto this week. Okay, okay, all right, <laughs> all
4: right.
3: Well, then, as we are in the month of December, it seems fitting to highlight this next story because it's quite interesting to me. I see an article here about a principal who has banned Christmas-related items, including candy canes in the school. Now, this principal is in Omaha, Nebraska. Name is Jennifer Sinclair. She's been placed on leave because she sent a memo out to her staff about banning things, and she listed things that were not accessible, including Santa, Christmas trees, candy canes, reindeer, red or green items, Christmas music, Singing Christmas carols or playing holiday music and more. Now, the thing about the candy canes, this is what really caught my attention. I'm thinking, you can't even have a candy cane? But they said that candy canes historically are in the shape of a J because that stands for Jesus, and that the red is the blood of Christ and the white is a symbol of the resurrection. Did y'all know that? What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. And when did they discover this? I'm just saying, I'd never heard of it before. Let me just say it again in case you missed it for the people in the back. The candy cane is in the shape of a J because the J stands for Jesus. The red is the blood of Christ and the white is the resurrection. Now, like I said, I've never heard that before, but this is why this principle is banning candy canes along with these other things. What are your thoughts about that, first of all? Let's take aside the candy canes, the fact that this particular principal wants to ban anything Christmas in the school. But it seems like she had like a whole list from what I saw,
4: you know, that, of things that teachers could put up, like hot chocolate, characters from Frozen who don't have crap to do with Christmas, last time I checked.
3: Yeah, yeah, she did. Like she said, sledding and scarves and things like that. I guess that are more symbolic of winter versus the actual Christmas season.
4: Okay, so she needs to stay in her lane. And then she needs to uh, step up her game with the significance of the Christmas items, if you will. Because I've never heard, and I've heard a lot of stuff, I've never heard the red and the candy canes signifying the blood of Jesus and the white signifying the resurrection. Never have I ever heard that
3: during Christmas.
4: But wasn't it so? So does that mean that the teachers are not allowed to give their students peppermint? Because if that's the case, you know, a peppermint is round. It doesn't have an end. You know, Jesus said, I am the house <laughs> and Jesus, the Jesus. You know, and it's got the red. And it's
3: yeah, red is, and that's the same, is that the same red from the blood of Jesus? This is my I thing. I understand. And I got questions too, Jay. And I, and I appreciate you giving us further insight into that. Because it also said it would include different colored candy canes. So if her issue. Was that the candy cane was symbolic of Jesus, then what difference does it make if you say, so okay, well, I'm not going to give you red and white candy canes. I'll give you, you know, they have those that's blue and yellow and whatever. What, what does that the mean? Starburst
4: candy cane. Right.
3: the Starburst
4: headshot.
3: Oh my Okay, well, look, what about this? She said they can't have red or green items.
4: Well, the red is for the blood of Jesus, and the green is for everlasting
3: life. I guess, I guess that was the rest of
4: the house. I mean, either way is a fool. <laughs>
3: yeah, she took it too far. Well, she'll have some time to think about it because she's on leave now, which reminds me of another uh, popular story that was trending that got quite a lot of engagement, and it was about the teacher, and actually she was a substitute, who told a group of first graders that there was no Santa Claus. So people went back and forth. And I think that on both sides, there were legitimate rationale as to why people had certain opinions. I personally think that it's the parents' right to create the spirit of Christmas, however they want to, just like I think it's the parents' right to have whatever religious beliefs. But there are a lot of myths that, uh teachers dispel and that kids learn the truth about in school, so I don't know how we distinguish one from the other. I just think that it wasn't that teacher's place to do that. Now, I don't disagree (laughs) with some of the people who say we shouldn't have kids believing in Santa and so forth. I'm just saying I think it's the family's right to decide. And you're right.
4: That's true. Um, Especially with the children being as young as they are, you know, let them Live in the wonder of Christmas, whether it's at home or at school. And when little Johnny gets home, if mom and daddy tells little Johnny there is no Santa Claus, then okay, boom, that's what happens at the house. But so when you get to school, you know, again, that's one of those that's one of those lanes that we as educators need not to venture in.
3: Mm-hmm. You're like, right. Yeah, let kids be, be kids. They're already trying to take everything from them and want them to grow up so fast. So let kids, if they want to believe in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, let them be kids because this Christmas, they're just trying to take everything from them. You know, you heard about they saying Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was, they want them to stop playing down there now. What
4: Rudolph this girl?
3: They said Ru- Rudolph um, promotes bullying. bullying. And verbal abuse. Rudolph? The, Rudolph I thought Rudolph bullying. was bullied. Yeah, he was. That's what I'm saying. He was being bullied. That's what they said is promoting bullying, letting kids know um, that he was being bullied, in other words. Um, they but said didn't he rise now. out of the bullying? To me, yeah. if it were a story of bullying, it shows how the. Uh, you know what? I'm not great to justify Rudolph. I'm not to B suck it in But it never what now though. That what now. Also, it said it was verbal <laughs> abuse from his father Donna. Huh? It was verbal abuse from his father Donna. Because he tried to he tried to cover up his shiny red nose. <laughs> people are, people have too much time on their hands.
4: And you can't sing or play baby it's cold outside because that's unwanted sexual advances or some craziness.
3: So I mean, yes.
4: The people just won't let us speak for the holiday season.
3: Well, they don't want to come here and turn on our radio station and hear Santa Claus is a black man then. Because they play it every year. And they have, and they have since I've been little. <laughs> and Santa Claus visits the ghetto. Santa Claus yes. comes straight to the ghetto. <laughs> well, look, look this, is, this is what I believe and I think our team Celebrate the magic of any holiday or any season according to the traditions and beliefs that you want. I believe that we as individuals in this country still have the right to do a few things. And if I want to put up a Christmas tree with candy canes on it, if I want to play Santa Claus as a black man and root off the red-nosed reindeer, let me have that. Let me, let me have that. And if you don't want to, don't. But that's what I don't get. If you don't like something, why can't you just not do it? Why do you have to worry right. about what the other person's doing? I guess that's it for this bitch. Y'all really kind of upset me right now. So I'm just going to have to wait and see what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it.
1: We discuss many topics on Talking with T, and if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. Your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We want to continue to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwithtea.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local arising artists. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many other stories we share and discuss on our website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking with T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. And on that note, I'll end with a quote. Life is a gift. Live each day as a thank you note. Remember where you heard the word and keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With T.